in your ear. Podcast Network. Hi, everybody. This is Josh Sprague. And with me, as always, when we're talking basketball is Frank. Frank. And uh, this is Balls in Your Ear. We're back. We're a day or two later than normal, but we're still on it. And um, and we're ready to talk uh, heading into the last weekend before the All-Star break, right? The All-Star right. break is some point next week. I never remember. Mm-hmm. Like midweek, I think it usually starts. Into the yeah. weekend. Yeah, and it was weird this year because there, if you looked at the NBA schedule last week after the All-Star break, it was all blank. Right. They they just created it like a few days ago. I haven't had a chance to to look at it closely. Is it have as I haven't had it either. I'm curious if it has as many back to backs. Cause I, I don't know about you, but I'm seeing a lot of tired basketball every night. Guys yeah. look tired and there's like shots are short. You're just seeing it in their legs. Their legs are tired. I don't know if I'd want to play in the all-star weekend this year. No, I'm I'm hearing that a lot of guys don't really like it because the um you know, they have to travel, they have to be there for a few days. So it's just a long weekend. And then wherever they have to go next, they have to get their COVID test a couple of days before the game. So they're going to go straight from all-star weekend, really just have a couple of days off and then, you know, get back. Is, J- is James Harden going to have enough time in the Atlanta strip clubs? <laughs> I feel bad if he doesn't. Did he make the all-star team? Which Nets actually did yeah, yeah. the Nets make it? Uh, okay, Harden did. Yeah, I think... Um, but KD didn't, because he hasn't played enough, I assume. Or did he? No, Durant made it. Kyrie did they, not. They, no, Kyrie made it. Kyrie, All three yeah. of them made it? Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty damn sure they all made it. And it's funny, because yeah. <laughs> for the listeners at home, Frank and I prepped to talk about guys that did not make the All-Star team. Yeah. And we clearly forgot to actually prepare for who did make the All-Star <laughs> yeah, no, team. I, I only looked, I took like a cursory glance when they, when they all made it just to, right. and, I, and I checked out the starters and I didn't take it. So I knew Kyrie was a starter for sure. Durant. And I just saw, yeah, I know, I know Harden is a reserve. So they all made it, you know, the, okay. the, the big three of, of the Nets, the new, the new big three. I know Harden can do some damage in a strip club, but I just worry he, he it's that's a lot to ask for him to go through COVID protocol in Atlanta, the capital of strip clubs uh, that in America, in the East coast of America. So, you know, Godspeed Eastern conference team. <laughs> yeah. So um, I want to talk, uh, you know, everybody is talking the, the, the hot topic this week is often the um, who did not make the all-star team. And, and I think yeah. it's a, well, I just want to say, don't, don't use the, the word S N U B. I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear that word. Yeah. I, it's Snub. funny. Cause I was going to say, right. I was going to say like <laughs> some years there are clear snubs because there are guys that like creep in because of stupid position locks or something like there should be four power forwards and there's, and they have to throw two centers in or something. But, but uh, this year there's nobody who made the all-star team that I'm like, that person doesn't deserve it. They're all all-stars. The thing is there's just a, a decent amount of guys who who probably also deserved it in any other given year, having the same exact year they're having this year. Um, so I just thought, so Frank and I uh, had, did a little challenge where uh, we kind of decided to come up with basically like the best eight man rotation we could of guys that did not make the all-star team. So and, I have a big I, caveat I, in mind because okay, Devin Booker what? is now an all-star. Oh yeah. That, that would have been top, top of the list for you during the Western conference. But I was going to say, I, I think, our, our jobs were kind of easier this year 
Um, like you said, a lot of guys are having good years, and mm-hmm. I think there's some some depth in the league right now. Um, they're the the clear guys kind of on the starting rosters that are, you know, shoe-ins, Durant, LeBron, Giannis, Steph. Um, yeah, and um, – uh, and you know, Doncic, Kawhi mm-hmm. still in there makes the Luka starting lineup. Luca was the most controversial like <laughs> starter <laughs> of all things. I, I and I, I guess that's just because Dallas is uh, you know ho- hovering around trying to maintain a 500 record and, and make sure they make the the playoffs in the in the West. I, I guess that's what I think. There's a lot of people who love Dame too. I know you, Dame's not your guy, but uh, he's he's definitely carrying Portland, uh, and more so than Luca is maybe carrying Dallas. Uh, but they both made it. So it's kind of just like at that point, it doesn't really matter. It's just, did you get voted by the fans or the coaches? Right. All right. So you, so you took the East and I took the West. Would you like to go Mm -hmm. first or would you like to defer your, uh, your picks? Um, I'll, I'll defer. I want to hear, I want to hear more about the the West. Okay. So my, my first pick was obviously Devin Booker, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to have to play by the rules here. And since, since, um, who sat out? Uh, is it Kwai? Who's not playing? Oh, A- AD. AD's not playing. The brow, right. the brow right. is sitting out because he's hurt. Um, so they they switched a seven footer with uh, with Devin Booker. <laughs> so Devin Booker's in. So I had to I had to move my list up. So my team's going to be uh, the West was a little harder to find big men that were like like all star level uh, than I think the East would be for you. Uh, so I'm going pretty guard heavy, but so I got Mike Conley. I got my point. Um, I got, uh, Lonzo I'm sneaking in as my backup point guard. And I'm also throwing Jamal Murray in the mix as Mm -hmm. like another, I know he's like a kind of a tweener guard, but I'm putting all of them in there and I have another guard. I'm also putting Jordan Clarkson in there just cause I love him. And he's my microwave scorer. Uh, the big men were tougher. Uh, DeMar DeRozan is getting in, into my rotation. He's going to get in there shooting mid-range jumpers, uh, playing like a big four or a small four for me. And uh, and then my center is going to be um, Woods from Houston, who I know has only played like half the games, but I just think he is clearly the most talented big guy who did not make the all-star team. Uh, and I'm having Montrez, Montrezl Harrell coming off the bench as my other big man. Uh, my other center, just because he's another like guy who gets you a lot of buckets in, in a small amount of time. Uh, and I'm not worrying about defense. And then my final guy is uh, Brandon Ingram, who I just love. And I think he's, he's just been really good the last two years and uh, probably deserved it in a lot of other years for the way he's playing. Yeah. I, I like your Ingram pick. I definitely would do that. I'd, I would, uh, I'd like to add him, you know, if we can have more, more guys on the roster. Did I, did I miss De'Aaron Fox? Did you not say De'Aaron Fox? I didn't, just because I don't want any kings on my team, honestly. <laughs> I know Jamal Murray's probably the one you would cut, honestly. I, some people, I think people don't realize that how good a season Lonzo's having because he was kind of like this meme at the end of, like at the beginning of the year where he couldn't fucking buy a bucket. But all of a sudden, he's shooting over like 42, 43% from three. He, he's a sneaky good rebounder and defensive player. And he's still getting you like 14 or 15 points a game and playing and handling the ball. So I just, Darren Fox is exciting. And I think the Kings are the kind of team that you tune in and watch like five minutes of league pass on, and then don't actually ever care how the game ends. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but if I'm going to, I'd rather have Jamal Murray, if I'm going to have that same kind of like just explosive quick guy off the bench kind of guy. 
yeah, I mean, I would probably take Jamal Murray and De'Aaron Fox and I'd probably lose Lonzo. <laughs> You're underrating Lonzo. That's, the Ball brothers are playing great basketball right now. Both of them. Yeah. I, I mean, his brothers, Lamelo's doing better. I, I mean, so far. He is, but I think, I'm just but, telling you, I think like, I think people will be surprised at the end of the year how, how good Lonzo's stats look. That's all I'm saying. All right. All right, so you hit me with yours. I think you had the easier assignment in the East. I think there's a lot more to choose from. Yeah, um, actually, once I was digging into it a little bit, I thought uh, actually the East is is pretty strong this year, so you might be right. Um, There are a few obvious. Oh, yeah, so I just want to say, um, yeah, Durant was the starter. He was a captain for the East, but he's not playing. So we also had a a guy fill in in the East like you Uh had in the West. Who did they bring up? Um, Sabonis, Demantis Sabonis. Oh, nice. Yeah, and he was, I guess, probably one or two on on my original list. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then I have uh, I have Trey Young. Nice, Having, of course. Yeah, twenty seven points a game, uh, yeah. nine nine and a half assists right now. Cocky as hell, just a little shithead out there. I love yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I I think that's uh, that's a guy who who maybe had the best the best argument for getting on the team along with Sabonis. Sabonis made it though, um, and I know. I know you're going to love this guy. Another big uh, Bam at a bio. Miami yeah. Heat. Um, I was just watching great him year. before he hopped on. Um, another guy I'm going to go with, uh, actually, a couple of Pacers. Uh, well, uh, no, I already gave you the one Pacer. But do you know who the other Pacer is? Uh, Bogdan? Yeah. Yeah, Malcolm yeah. Bogdan. He's, Bogdan. He's having I a say his name solid wrong. year. Yeah. He's a good um, player. It's funny yeah. how Oladipo wanted to get out of there so bad. Like, like – he the weird thing about Oladipo is he's from isn't it, that's like his home state right he's from yeah. indiana so mm-hmm. yeah so like, he was a hoosier yeah and he was a hoosier and the pacers are building the exact kind of team the pacers build which is a team that's good enough to scare you a little bit in the playoffs probably won't ever challenge for a championship but you never know like they got some good players and he would he was such a nice piece there and it just it was so weird to me that 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 fell apart so quickly yeah, I, I was kind of confused by that too. I, I thought Oladipo seemed like a great fit there. I, I don't know what the uh, I don't know what the I issue think he's just there. like cantankerous. I think people I think he's just hard to get along with. That's my read a little bit. Um, next I'm uh, I'm gonna go. <laughs> this this is kind of funny because it also brings. Uh, okay, th- this is maybe my one replacement. Um, Tobias Harris, the Philadelphia okay. 76ers. Yeah, Mr. Consistent could have made it over yeah. his teammate Ben Simmons. Yeah. That that would be that would be my replacement. Uh, uh, ben Simmons. You can argue. You can argue it. I'm I'm not going to say it's no, but I think Simmons Simmons being one of the three or four best defensive players in the league, I think <laughs> puts him over the top. I mean, do you really think of like a a defensive guy for an all-star game? I mean, I guess you have to No, have but a he few, also but. his PER is off the charts too. He's like, you know, he's he's and he's exactly the kind of player you want in an all-star game because he can just run and dunk and throw crazy passes and stuff. Yeah, but, I mean, as far as his – I think Tobias Harris, he, he really is sort of getting the chef because – and there yeah. was just some issue the other day. They were like uh, – who was it? Some announcer was mentioning, you know, the Sixers have two stars. And then there's Tobias scoring 21 points, eight boards, three assists. 
could could be an all-star, borderline all-star, and he doesn't yeah. get any respect. And Ben Simmons, you know, Kardashian dating, like mm-hmm. Australian, like superstar out of uh, high school, number one draft pick gets all the attention. Um, I think you're you're a little bit of a simmentator, though. Let's be real here. <laughs> you're a bit of a simmentator. A yeah. Because you love shooters, and he is certainly not a shooter. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so I, but I think Tobias, Tobias is certainly worthy on your like second unit team, no doubt. At minimum. Um, then I got um, I got a guy who I, I sort of put um, in my mind, sort of sort of opposite, like the Eastern Conference version of a guy I wanted on your list who wasn't on your list. You didn't have De'Aaron Fox, but I have Colin Sexton. Of the Cleveland Cavaliers, yeah, a, a, a not, real, not a, a real, real zippy little guard, aggressive score. Um, I know you, you, you didn't like him coming out of college, but I, no. I, I, I like the dude. <laughs> okay, I, I think I think he's fun to watch. I, I don't know. I mean, these guys are a little more in the um, Allen Iverson sort of mold. They're not really true point guards. They're kind of undersized to be. Yeah, and Cleveland a, has a two of those win. guys. Yeah. So, I mean, but I, I like what he's doing this year. He he has increased his shooting percentage, you know, uh, from his rookie season. So he's definitely shown some development. Um, I agree. I'm, he's better than yeah. than I thought. I will say that. Yeah. And uh, I'm uh, Gordon Hayward. I yeah. definitely put Gordon. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's and now he's a little beaten up too right now, but they're saying he, he will be back. It's not like a season ending injury. He um he just fell on his wrist the other day. Um. So yeah, why, I mean, why, is Gordon Hayward the same player as Tobias Harris? Why why does he get more credit than Tobias? I th- I, I think Gordon Hayward Hayward gets more credit because um, I think he has that that better all around court vision. Yeah, well, I mean yeah. he's he's he doing moves things a little better. He 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 moves the ball better. He he does you know the the so called hockey assist. Mm-hmm. Getting the ball to the to the right side of the court to the guy who needs to get it into the other mm-hmm. guy, um, which also might be kind of what the Boston Celtics are missing right now. Um, having that mm-hmm. other guy, who <laughs> you're not calling your point guard, but he's playing a bit of a point forward role sometimes, even though he's he's not amassing these high assist numbers. Right, I think he's actually that sort of that calming like floor general out there. Um, and certainly Charlotte needs that right now too. And he's doing that for them. I was very excited to see that, um, my favorite, uh, sports website, the, the ringer had an article about Charlotte today after I feel like they were clearly inspired by me talking about <laughs> Charlotte last week and how much I really like that team and how fun they are to watch. And they're really fun to watch and they're getting better. I didn't even know this. They're, um, they have, they're like, uh, in clutch situations, they're a top five team in the league. Oh wow! Yep. Huh. Yeah, they're they're going to be they're going to be one to watch in the second half of the season. Oh, I, I got to tell you, um, I actually back when they were the uh, the Charlotte Bobcats, oh, that <laughs> I, I I I attended in person the first ever Charlotte Bobcats playoff game. Wow, who was on that team? <laughs> who was that big guy they had? Well, Okafor, and then another guy, Sean something, Sean Mays, was that his name? Did I make that up? Oh, Sean, Sean Mays from Carolina. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, they, they probably had Sean, Sean Mays. They got way too many guys, not just from UNC. So it wasn't just from Michael Jordan's alma mater, but I feel like it was like any player who played college ball in the state of North Carolina. Jordan, mm-hmm. Jordan was, he was drafting Duke guys and Carolina guys. They were the guys he and, watched. 
yeah, it's just because he was watching watching ACC basketball and would just draft those guys. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, but they they were playing the Orlando Magic. Dwight Howard just crushed them. Oh, that, yeah. day. that that game that I watched, it was it was Jameer Nelson, it was Dwight Howard, mm-hmm. and I love that team. Yeah, it, and uh, Richard Lewis and Hideo Turkoglu. Yep, that was yeah, a Richard really Lewis fun team. They were fun to watch. I, I like. I definitely liked watching uh, Turkoglu on that team, and uh, I guess I expected a little more out of them, or I thought they'd have a little more staying power. But um, I guess Turkoglu was a little bit past his prime because remember he had that was time. fantastic in that series. Yeah, he, he that, was that playoff but, run, but he didn't. I guess he didn't have much gas left in the tank for the rest of the season because remember he was on those Kings teams at the yeah. end alongside Stojakovic and, and Bibby and Weber when he was younger yeah when he was younger yeah. but he, yeah. he, he he was a little slow I mean he yeah he, he, he wasn't had, the athlete yeah. out there yeah I mean he was shooting threes and and he knew um and he was he, he was playing a, b- a bit of a point forward mm-hmm. um role for them um and just I, good good to watch their f- sort of fundamental basketball they were fun. I, I, you know, I'm, I, I talk about Stan Van Gundy a lot. I think he's one of the most underrated coaches I've ever seen, honestly. And here's what I love about Stan Van Gundy. He's known as this like defensive guru. Like when he gets hired, they're always like, well, we know our team's going to grab boards and play good defense. Cause that's what Stan does. Right. But here's the other thing. He's really, he's subtly really innovative as an offensive coach. That magic team was way ahead of their time. That magic team could play right now. If you put that exact magic team with those guys in their prime, like they were in the league right now, maybe Jameer hurts you a little bit because he wasn't a great three-point shooter, but maybe he right. gets better at it just because he's more focused on it. But yeah, you have that, I mean, that spread. Richard Lewis and Turkoglu, like spreading out, for, keeping the paint clear for Howard, yeah, and Jameer driving, that was a really innovative offense, and I loved watching them play. Yeah, they also had uh, – he may have been off the team. They had, they had Pat Garrity um, mm-hmm. for Notre Dame. He, he yeah. actually spent – I think around 10 years in the league, just kind of a three-point specialist. Threes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Orlando had that three-point shooting firepower. Um, now, they still were all about trying to get, feed the beast inside and get to Dwight Howard, which which was was working for them at that time. The one they spread it out. That was the key. They, did. they yeah, spread yeah. it out to do it. Yeah. And now he's doing really cool stuff with Zion. They're running like – I don't know if you've watched the Pelicans lately, but they're running like this point-forward thing with Zion – and where they're just running all these like high pick and rolls uh, either with him as the, as the screener or as the ball handler. And it's really cool to watch. And they're kind of like, we're, we're seeing Zion really grow because of what Van Gundy's doing. And it's awesome. Watch out for the Pelicans, man. Watch out. So I still can't get over that. They called themselves the Pelicans when, when Charlotte took the Hornets name back. And uh... <laughs> it's a great name. <laughs> They're the only Pelican team in sports, I bet. I bet you there's no other team called the Pelicans in the, in any sports league around it's, the world. It just seems like like a like a minor league baseball team. It just doesn't even sound like an NBA. Not I as mean, bad can't, as Bobcats. Can't, can't, can't they petition the, the NBA to get the Jazz name back? I mean, come on. That like They were the, the New Orleans Jazz with Pistol Pete Maravich back right. in the day. What would, you like, call, what would you call the Utah team? Like... The Utah uh, Sobers, <laughs> Utah Mountains, <laughs> yeah, Utah Utah Flats. <laughs> I don't even know what you call them. That's yeah. what else do they have there? Mormons, M- Mormons, and skiing, and salt, and skiing. And the Salt Lake, the Utah the salt. salt Lakes. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. But they, 
New Orleans needs the jazz name back. There's jazz is forbidden in Utah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's so true. Um, all right, was that your uh, last player? Did we we went on a tangent there? Um, Did you finish so, up your roster? No, I, I mean, I guess I guess just based on based on the set, I had to throw uh, Jeremy Grant in there from the Pistons. Yeah, um, I mean he he's having a good year. Should never yeah. have left, but he's having a good year. Yeah, it's uh, um, yeah. I mean, it's the Pistons and. No Jared stuff, Allen? But... You got no love for my man? No. <laughs> oh, I love Jared Allen. He's going to be a beast. Um, yeah, any, anybody else you were thinking of? Anybody who I missed? On the East? Yeah. Uh, there was somebody, oh, and then oh, I can't think of it. I'm thinking that there I'll – t- I'll tell you the guy who, who was close for me, uh, and, and you mentioned him the other day, Scary Terry. Another, oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. He he was close. He didn't, he didn't quite make it because to it's me t- it's 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 Hayward who deserves it, and and I can't I can't put two two hornets on my uh, yeah. And they share the ball bench. a lot. Uh, Lamelo gets a lot of ball time. So does Terry. So mm-hmm. does Gordon. So does uh, Bridges. Um, and there's another guy whose name I'm forgetting. Uh, another, but they they like really spread the ball out there. Uh, so yeah, I like it. I like that you snuck a piston in there. It's, oh, we haven't had a piston on the. All-star yeah. team in a while. So that, that reminds me, um, and, and, and um, speaking of guys who, who kind of share the ball around, Toronto Raptors, it, mm-hmm. they have a whole trio who none of them really rise into the all-star level this year. Siakam, Van Vliet, and Kyle Lowry. Yeah, Freddie was probably like, the closest that you would get in there maybe. Yeah, yeah. He's been – I really love – Van Vliet's one of those guys that like the first time I watched him on the court, I was just like, I'm watching this guy. I like him. Just like some guys have that vibe. As soon as you see them on the court, it always makes me think like, how do scouts miss it? Like every once in a while, there's just guys that you're like, that guy clearly is just a good basketball player. Why don't you want him on the, you want him on the court? Um, the kid in uh, golden States like that, the Juan Carl, whatever his name is, Juan, whatever the, the kid they brought up from the G league who just like, you just look at him and you're like, this guy can play basketball. You need him out on the court. Uh, there's just guys like that. Uh, yeah, I mean Van Vliet was he was he was on that um, sort of surprise Wichita State Shockers team in college. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember when they. I mean, now they've been in the tournament a bunch of years, but he was on on one of those early Wichita State teams, and and he was great. He was uh, like their second best player, and they they had a couple of great guys at that time. And um, but he didn't get a whole lot of respect. He's he was kind of small and coming from a mm-hmm. smaller conference. So even though he he had a good run. Um, going in the tournament, he. I like those stocky point guards with bad attitudes. Yeah. Those are yeah. my guys. <laughs> were, were you, speaking, of, were you like a, a Darren Williams fan? He's kind of uh, like that. Kind of well, like that I know. You, good transition. You you wanted to talk about speaking of Darren Williams, you wanted to talk mm-hmm. about the guy he was always linked with, uh, Chris Paul, and point guards, right? You did one. Yeah. That's called a transition, Frank. Ah. Transitioning in. Um, I was I was a big Darren Williams fan. But it, I never, I never bought too much stock because I was a Chris Paul fan first. I loved Chris Paul. Like, for the Chris Paul was another guy. Like, the, immediately when I watched him in college, I was like, I love this guy, and you know, I would go out of my way to watch him play basketball. Uh, so, but Darren Williams, I was I just thought Darren Williams was an interesting player to watch for a couple of years. There, he just he was kind of like moved at the position differently than you ever really saw people. 
and it never looked like it should be working, but it worked for like three or four years straight where yeah. he was a really good player. And people were seriously having a debate if he was better than Chris Paul for, for right. some of those years. He, he was in the like, who are the top three, top four point guards in the league debate for a few years. And then yeah. just totally dropped off. And I never liked Carlos Boozer. So, so that, that was probably a strike against Williams because his best years were playing with Boozer doing the, like being like a bootleg Stockton and Malone out there running pick and rolls. That, that was weird. Boozer got, got a huge contract out of that after, after yeah. playing like that, put, putting up these numbers that he really had no business doing. Remember like, when he like sharpied <laughs> his hair in and went out the court with like marker hair, you should look that up. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I want to say he Boozer was like twenty two points and twelve rebounds, just something that you're like, I know this guy isn't that good. Like he he was yeah. a stiff in college at Duke, and there's no way he should be this good in the NBA. And and he wasn't. It was it was a mirage. It was a couple of years. Um, that was like one of the that was just their game plan. That was that was their offensive plan. You know, get it to him, let him stay around the rim and get lots of rebounds. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I think, so I think he was an all-star, you know, probably a few years in there. And that reminds me, so I just, uh, we were thinking of, um, this isn't one of those years where you have those guys who make the team and you're like, I don't really know if they should be on the team. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking like a year, like, like Carlos Boozer making it, or I remember um, thinking like probably 20 years ago now, Chris Gatling of the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> when, I remember that name. <laughs> when the Warriors were bad, I want to say like, probably late nineties. It was probably when they didn't even have Sprewell anymore when he went to the mm-hmm. Knicks and it was like, they had like one decent player left uh, on the Warriors team. Um, Chris Gatling. It's like the only time. It was like, got they would just grab the guys because they felt bad sometimes or like, like this team sucks, but one guy is getting like 20 points a game. So we got to invite yeah. him to the all-star game. It's like, no, getting 20 points a game on a trash team doesn't mean you're an all-star. <laughs> right. <laughs> it means you're getting pointless buckets. Or nobody else can shoot, so you're just taking all the shots. Yeah, That's what it I guess usually it, means. Those were some lean years in the league, though, because you're talking about late 90s or right after, let's say right after mm-hmm. Jordan retired, and then the next crop of guys, they're really young. That's when all the high school guys were coming into the yeah. league for a while before they mm-hmm. got rid of that. And before um, they knew how to like incorporate those guys into the league who were teenagers at a, yeah. and given millions of dollars, which I always say, like, if you had handed me, like, $20 million when I was 18, it would have been a fucking disaster. <laughs> oh, do, do you remember? Um, and I wanted, I wanted to love some of those players. I, I remember this LA Clippers team. Yeah. I want to say around 2000, 2003. Darius Miles, Darius Miles Quentin Richardson. Uh-huh. They got, they got Corey McGetty after one year at Duke. They had, yep. they had all these young guys, Lamar Odom when Lamar Odom was at yep. I just dunks, I, I was like dunks uh, just oops and dunks i was like this is the team like this is the future of the nba and i was like totally buying into that and and those teams kind of um like they uh i like you flirt with them for a few years and then you see like oh they, they've, they've got nobody who's like really gonna hunker down and and like turn into a real superstar in the league mm-hmm. and then they're all gonna want to get paid a ton you know, after the rookie contract and they yeah. all went their separate Ricky Davis. ways. Wasn't Ricky Davis on that team? <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I think Ricky Davis was on that team. Yeah. All those guys He's, got like 20 points a game for shitty teams elsewhere yeah. in their career. Yeah. Ricky Davis bounced around to Boston and Cleveland. Yeah. And I, thought, I thought that dude was going to be good. He was, yeah. I mean, at the time, in the league was probably a little weak back then. And those guys looked like they were going to be some of the next stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That was uh, Quentin Richardson has a podcast or a show or a YouTube show or something that's really good. That's where yeah. I got that Baron Davis story about Jeff Hornacek from. Oh, okay. And it's yeah. funny in that same interview, Baron Davis was it was it's Quentin Richardson and somebody else from that team. I don't know if it's Darius Miles, but it's somebody else who was on that like baby Clippers team. Yeah, and and uh, Baron Davis was joking about, with them about he was like. He's like, you guys were terrible, but you were always fun. And you were always looking like you were having a great time out there. And I was always jealous of that. And it was really funny. That was like appointment television for me, watching those, yeah. those Clippers games at that time. Because I kept thinking these were like the, the budding young stars of the league. Well, I mean, and sometimes they- if you're not one of the top like four or six teams uh, in the league, you just what you're really hoping for is a team that's fun to watch. That's really it. Like it's, it's hard. It's a, it's a, you know, a top dog driven league and it has been for a long time. Well, they, they did bring that first glimpse to the Clippers organization of right. like, Oh, maybe, maybe we have a team that people will go see instead of just going to the Lakers mm-hmm. um, instead of just watching the Lakers games in LA. And um, so they, they tried that for a little while and then they really sucked again for a little while Um but then, then, then they had the uh, Chris Paul teams where it really all came together, yeah. And they were actually winning and getting into the playoffs, and uh, and Blake Griffin and Chris Paul, and Blake then, was and, really and good. Then it was for real. Blake was really, really good. Um, Lamar Odom was a guy that I bought a lot of stock in early, especially uh, when he played the the year before he got traded to the Lakers when he was playing on. Uh, he was playing. He was part of the Shaq trade, right? Wasn't he part of the Shaq? No, how did? He got, how did he, he left Miami. Oh, he, he, he might've, he might've been. Yeah. I mean, he was all Miami at some point. I don't remember if he was part of that trade or not. Well, he, he like point forwarded Miami in the playoffs one year and he was so good. I was like, this is the future, what he's doing right now, Lamar Odom. And then it just kind of like petered out a little bit after that. And I know he had a lot of mental health issues. Um, so that's I tough. Saw, I saw him play in high school, his senior year. Oh, high yeah. School. Yeah. Um, it was funny. It was a game. There were all these college scouts there and they said there were some NBA scouts there, but you know, I, I didn't know which ones were, were which, um, but it was sick. His team, they were all being scouted. The whole starting five were like division yeah. one material. Um, and Lamar was the one where they were already talking about him, maybe jumping straight to the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, he ended up going to Rhode Island um, for a year, but uh, he was like he, six, eight ambidextrous could dribble yeah. and pass, could shoot a little bit, could get underneath and, and play big. He's another guy that if you put him in the modern game would thrive right now. Yeah. He, I, I remember, and he, he, he played the, like the kind of way you would expect. He, he wasn't a guy who's like, he's, he's scoring like 35 a game in high school. And then, you know, it's like 25 a game in college. And then he settles down at like under 20 a game mm-hmm. in the NBA he was, he was, I, I swear his stat line was like, it was like 19 points, like nine boards, eight assists. It's like right. exactly what you expect from Lamar Odom point forward. Probably didn't even break a sweat. He like didn't break a sweat. He took a, yeah. he took a few threes. He had a few dunks. He, you know, mm-hmm. he threw some oops and uh, yeah, you got kind of got a glimpse of, of, well, we all thought that was going to be the future of the league. You, you had guys like, um, I mean, we'd had Grant Hill, who everybody was calling the point forward at that time in the mid nineties. Right. And Lamar was supposed to be one of the next, uh, like real point forwards. Well, it was the future of the league. It just yeah. took longer than everybody thought to get there. Um, so speaking of the guy who kind of, um, who kind of, in my opinion, like pushed the league into this kind of more beautiful team oriented basketball that we get nowadays. 
what do you what do you make of LeBron pushing his body every LeBron's playing 40 plus minutes a game for a Lakers team that's on cruise control right now and is not even worried about anything until the playoffs but he's clearly he, he's clearly got a bug up his ass from losing the MVP to Giannis two years in a row and and he's, he wants it he, he's he's not gonna win it he um I don't think he's going to win it without severely costing himself, you know, injury and not even yeah. necessarily an acute injury, but just the kind of wear and tear right? where he's going to be nursing some sort of little strain that he might not even tell anybody about um, by the time the playoffs come around. Right. Especially with AD not playing, he's carrying like, he's not grinding it out the entire game, but he's out there. Like he's playing full overtime minutes even when they're, and they've gone to overtime a bunch recently. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think he, he needs to try to take it easy. I don't think they need the number one seed. I don't think he needs to be MVP. Mm-mm. Well, he wants it. He clearly wants it. Yeah. He, he, uh, I know, I think he knows like, you know, Jordan is six for six in the finals and LeBron is what four for eight or something like that. But, yeah. Like four for nine. Yeah. So yeah. he, he knows like, he needs to add a few more things if he's going to like, if he's going to take that, that mantle going forward. And I know he wants it. Yeah. I mean, right now, like Kobe Bryant has five titles, you know, so there right. are other guys who are sort of up there, you know, Kobe what, didn't Tim, make it Tim to Duncan. nine though. <laughs> no, no, no. He didn't get to that. Uh, Tim Duncan, he has five, doesn't he? Yeah. But yeah, I so. mean, the, 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 and the, but here's the thing that I always put for, on LeBron's, on, on his for his side i think lose the the loss to dallas with miami hurts him the most of the losses it really hurts him but the one but one of his losses is actually in his corner for how good he was and that was the year he took a fucking garbage cleveland cavaliers team to the finals by himself like dragged that was the worst team i've ever seen in the finals ever yeah. and and you saw it because he left the next year and and that team was immediately a lottery team, like immediately. Right. They went yeah. from we're playing the Spurs in the finals to we have the number one pick in the draft in like a year, basically. Yeah, but then he didn't win right when he went to Miami. You saw he no. still couldn't put it's it together against six. Dallas. <laughs> well, yeah, but <laughs> I mean, it's tough because I guess you can go back and, and look at this for lots of players. But think about how damn lucky he was. The, the Ray Allen three-point shot off of that, yeah. you know, tipped away. They, mm-hmm. they had the trophy out. They they freaking had the San Antonio Spurs mm-hmm. trophy ready to go in that finals. Yep. But they won that game on that crazy um, missed free throw, tipped out to Ray Allen over in the corner. Ray Allen, who they snatched away from their bitter rival, the Boston Celtics, from the previous mm-hmm. few years. Um, so, by the way. Don't forget Duncan missing the putback. You, yeah yeah d- when yeah, does that happen i know it, like that was such a lucky turn of events for lebron and and think about oh man i mean think about how he he would he would have been crushed his reputation if, he, if he'd lost you know another finals like that at that time with that there, stacked miami team well what, what would we say like 
Well, well, here the only thing and, I can and, argue, and and he and he goaded Draymond Green to like punch him in the nuts and get a technical. <laughs> oh, don't say <laughs> that was goated. bullshit. Nobody deserves it. What? No, he because he, he, you're he, not defending a nut punch from a serial <laughs> nut puncher. You know I love Draymond, but he's done done it enough times. But that's his thing. No, that that was I mean it a was, ball tap. That was a that was a dirty play by LeBron. LeBron tripped what? him up on purpose to get that. Oh, you you watch that again. <laughs> LeBron shipped him up and he got, he got him to do that and he wanted to get punched in the nuts to get Draymond taken out of the next game and it worked and that's the only way the only way Cleveland got back in that series. That's an incredible take. <laughs> the the only thing I'll say I'll say about that though is that that was payback for the previous year when Kyrie Irving I think he got injured in overtime of the first game and um, Kevin Love was already taken out by Kelly Olynyk. <laughs> Um, yeah. I think in the previous round. So Golden State had an easier time in that Are game. Are we taking the Spurs championship away because Robert Ory fucking uh, checked Steve Nash three rows deep and <laughs> yeah, and, and got Amari yeah. Stoudemire ejected for that the was, game seven? Because that, that, that was pretty was, fucked up. That was pretty fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'll, I'll trade the uh, LeBron gets his two stars injured, you know, from game two on against Steph Curry and Clay Thompson for the one where – um, where where he he got Draymond kicked out? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll trade those. It's what it's about kinda, like, it's kind of even there. So the only things I would say for Jordan, and and I and I I'm saying this knowing these aren't as strong an argument as what you just said, but uh, we don't like Jordan disappeared, and Akeem, we didn't get to see Jordan play that Rockets team. So you know who knows? <laughs> you can say that that Rockets team won because Jordan wasn't there. But we didn't get to see Jordan go against that Rockets team with Clyde Drexler and and Akeem Olajuwon together, and Kenny Anderson and those, or Kenny Smith and other guys. So we didn't see that. And the only other thing I would say is like, if George Carl does what everybody in the world knew he needed to do and sticks Gary Payton on Jordan from Game One and just leaves him there, that whole Sonic series is different too. So who knows? I mean, it's not. I, I'm saying these aren't as strong arguments, but there's always what ifs, even with Michael Jordan. Gary yeah. Payton, the difference when Gary Payton comes in, I know Jordan did that amazing like meme in the last dance where he was just like the snarkiest, like the glove, meh, and like dismisses him. But if you look at the stats, the first three games of that series versus the last three, the uh where Seattle won two of the last three, Gary Payton shuts Jordan down like 25% less productive for those three last three games. And that's a significant difference. I I remember getting a little scared. Um, as that series wore on, I do, I do, I did feel that. I felt that. I felt that Sonic's energy, yeah. And and I was a little frightened that uh, they were going to take down the um, the the man, the myth, the legend, MJ. Right. Like that's that he, the dude left and played baseball. He, he can't <laughs> lose in the finals when he comes. Come on. Um, but about the Rockets, I mean, I think um, I think everybody just kind of assumes that, like, well, if the Rockets meant the Bulls, like Jordan at the height of his game. Like there's no way Jordan and, and Pippen would have would have lost. Like I, people just kind of assume probably, that. but Akeem Akeem was fucking ridiculous in those series. He went and remember he be he was going against Patrick Ewing and Shaq and Shaq when he was like could move. Yeah, but come on, Luke Longley, Bill Wennington. <laughs> <laughs> those are names of guys that That's have right. multiple championship rings. Some very, goals. very Ophi uh, seven, seven Bill footers. Cartwright, wasn't he one of Bill them? Bill Cartwright, too? yeah, he yeah. was he was They were all the like the same three. dude. They all just were like these like lanky seven-foot white guys who could like 
barely get up and get to the rim a little bit. <laughs> that was good. Um, you wanted we didn't really get to talk about CP3, but you wanted to talk about him. What was what was on your oh, mind? Oh yeah, with, with so he passed. Um, who he, he passed Oscar Robertson in the uh, all-time assist list the other day. Congrats! Major major milestone. Um, so where's where's I put him on top three now? I think. Um, so who? I was thinking about this because you wanted me to yeah, think of like, like my top point guards. Are yeah. you going like some some variation of Magic and um, Stockton as your top two? Yeah. So, um, so I'm I'm doing Magic for my top. So I was thinking kind of a top five, and and I thought of my top five without without going to stats or anything first, and then I checked out some stats later. Um, okay, I love doing that. That's a great yeah, way to do it. To just check to kind of just to kind of double check. Mm-hmm. And, and it turned out my, my top five is what I thought it would be. Um, so I got Magic Johnson, John Stockton, Chris Paul, Jason Kidd, Steve Nash. And then the other guy was maybe Oscar Robertson, but I never know. Is he whether, a point guard? See, that's the thing. That's why I, I never know whether to call him a point guard or actually like a, sort of a small forward. Right. Um, who, who was like a triple double man of his time. Why is magic not considered more of like a point forward? Is it just cause the team was so big that he's, that he like, they, that, that was a really tall Lakers. That Showtime Lakers oh, team was tall. They were all tall. So, cause actually if I, they had, um, they had another guy, uh, they had another guard. They a Norm Nixon, who was actually a half decent point guard too. Mm-hmm. I think he was like shorter than magic. It was kind of like, they were playing Magic like was like six eight, right? Yeah, he was pretty tall. Yeah, yeah and he Nixon, played center for a while. <laughs> it was yeah. So they they had it's kind of like they had a, like a double point guard thing going, which is I guess why they were so good at the right. the Showtime thing and getting up and down the court quickly um, with outlet passes and everything and running uh, every time they needed to. I like your list. I Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd's an interesting one to me because I think I think he was really overrated. Not really, but I think he was overrated in his early career. And then I think he got underrated. I thought he was a really like when he became like a wily veteran. I actually thought he was yeah. he was really good and a little underrated when he kind of learned to shoot a little bit and and slowed his game down. He was still really good because he was so smart with the ball. Uh, well, yeah, you, you're right. He was a little more like like a, a, a Rondo or like a Rubio earlier on, where he was mm-hmm. really a, a real pass first kind of guy, and he yeah. he wasn't a shooter. Um, and he became, he's one of the league's all time leaders in three pointers made at the made? end of his career made. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he really is. It's, it's crazy. And he's not, crazy. he's not like a three point shooter, but uh-uh. he, he, he ended up being a three point shooter. So he obviously, you know, transitioned his game as, as needed as the NBA transition. Um, I mean, I, I just love his court vision. I loved watching those, those Nets teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, he 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 tried all the hard passes. He wasn't afraid of anything. He, like he was a guy who went out there confidently, thinking he could make every pass. Mm-hmm. And more so, I mean, more than John Stockton. John Stockton had like the the passes that he knew he was supposed to make, like for every situation in the half court set. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't a guy who I expected to do a whole lot, you know, creatively on the run the way Jason Kidd did. I just want to shout out my my two guys because. If I'm building my my all spray uh, basketball team, none of those guys are making it as my point guard. <laughs> and you know, I'm starting right. Gary Payton and I'm bringing Baron Davis off the I, bench. I knew it, and, okay. and that's it. That's that's my guys, yeah. and I'm going with them. I'm, I'm riding or dying with those two. And honestly, I'm just having LeBron on my team and really having him run point anyway. So, 
Um, so there's one other guy who I was, I was thinking of when I was making my list, but I was like, you know, he's too much of a score first guard most of his career. And, and I hadn't checked his numbers ended up being pretty good. Um, Tim Hardaway didn't quite make my list. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he'd like eight, eight assists a game with mm-hmm. along with 18 points. Sick kinda, handle, sick crossover. Yeah, It kind of puts him sort of in, in, he should be in everybody's top 10. And then the other guy who I totally forgot about, when I was really digging into it a little, was Kevin Johnson, KJ, Phoenix he Suns. He was really good. I think yeah. he's definitely up there. I don't think Baron Davis is actually like a top 10. I think Gary mm. Payton is. Gary Payton, I think, has to be a top 10 because yeah. he was a phenomenal defensive player. He was he was deadly on a fast break. He could shoot a little bit, and he was just a nasty motherfucker out on the court, just say the nastiest shit. <laughs> and, I always uh, had a dream of him and Kevin Garnett being on the same team oh, where they would wow. just say the worst shit to the other teams constantly <laughs> the whole game. <laughs> um, and Isaiah Thomas is the only other guy who, uh, should, yeah, who probably, should be on our, yeah. on our list. But uh, yeah, we kind of started watching the NBA when, when he was like, I, I guess retired or past his prime. So sometimes I, I forget about him, but uh, yeah, he was like, it's kind of, I'm the same way. It's more like, we knew the legend of Isaiah Thomas and I, yeah. I hear like how the people older than us talk about him, how good he was. And yeah, but his numbers are very similar to Chris Paul's numbers overall, the the points mm-hmm. and the assists. Chris but with Paul, two championships. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I would, um, yeah. I mean, I think Paul sort of makes my, my top five and I think he mm-hmm. should be in everybody's top 10. And then another funny thing, um, there are two other active players besides Chris Paul, on the um, top 10 assists per game list in the league per game. And, so it, yeah, it, not total per game per game. Two active, are they young, young guys or old guys? Um, kind of middle kind of middle. Okay. So like prime career guys. All right, let me get this. Is it LeBron is one? No, no, he's not. Uh, Steph. No. Wow. Is Steph a point guard? Cause he's got to be. So he, I'm I'm not I'm not considering Steph a point guard. I'm considering him sort of the true combo guard. Like I'm not going to call Allen like Iverson. Iverson. A, yeah, I'm not going to call Allen Iverson a point guard. I'm not mm-hmm. going to call Steph Curry a point guard. Okay. Um. um uh, let me guess. Hold on. I do want to get this. All right. So I'm going through. Um, one guy was involved in a big trade this uh, past offseason. Harden. I believe it. Harden. No, but you're no? getting warmer. Ky- it's not Kyrie. What, what team is what, what team is Harden on? And who do they have at point? Or what team? Kyrie? What no? What what team was Harden on? Oh well, Houston. Yeah, who's their point guard? Um, who is their point guard? Oh, John Wall. Yeah, John Wall. No shit, really. He's he's, he's seventh all time per game per, per game. Because right. I'm I'm sort of focused more on per game, like not just um um what's his name um Mark uh, I'm blanking on his name the former Warriors coach. Jackson. Former Nick. Yeah, Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson is up there in all-time assists, but he's not like an all-time assist per game guy. He's just like right. a stack. He just played player. a while. He played a long time. So yeah. I'm more focused on these guys who really are putting up those averages. Um, really nice. And John Wall, he's up there, seventh all-time. Nice. And the other guy is the the league's, uh, I guess, current Oscar Robertson as far as triple doubles. So who would that uh, be? Westbrook? Yep. He's 10th uh-huh. all-time assist per game. Interesting. Huh. And I, right now, it's, it's, it would seem hard to believe that either of them should be considered a top ten point guard all time. So, I mean, we'll have yeah. to see. That, uh, yeah, it'd have to be some combination of just continuing to put up great numbers and maybe you know being part of some championship teams or something. Like, I'm, I'm cheering for John Wall though. 
I'm happy that John Wall is getting this new lease on life and we're getting to see like a little bit of what made him so fun to watch. Like, cause John Wall, John Wall attacking the basket was really exciting for many years there. Just like he used to do some crazy shit, like behind the backs dribbles and, and weird like swing arounds. And uh, yeah, speaking of uh, resurgence, uh, Dwight Howard the other night uh, against, um, Oh my God, who did the Sixers play? Now I can't remember last night, Dallas against Dallas. Dwight Howard was unbelievable, like looking like old old school Superman, like flying for dunks, grabbing 12 boards and 14 points in like 10 minutes of play. It was uh Lakers fans gotta be feeling really dumb that they let him go for nothing. Like what that's an, like, why do you let a guy go like that? A guy who helps you win a championship is playing for veterans minimum in a position you need, and you just let him go because you want Montrell's Harrell, who I know I put him on my second all-star team, but Man. Yeah, he's he's Dwight Howard has really bounced around a lot for a guy who who led a team to the finals and was like yeah. a He's gonna be a Hall of Famer. He's yeah. gonna be a Hall of Famer. There's no doubt that Dwight Howard's gonna be a Hall of Famer. He's gonna walk into the Hall of Fame. He sh- he should be. I mean I usually think of guys like I, I wanna see guys with at least a chunk of a good seven, eight year run where they were among you know, like a top 10 player. Yeah. Top 10 player, yeah. you know, always in the all-star game. Usually if it's only like a five-year stretch, it's almost like a flash in the pan kind of well, guy. He's an eight-time they, all-star they though. He's, yeah, he's I made mean, the all-star team eight times in the East. And he, and he's going to do it because in, in recent years in the NBA, I mean, how many centers has he had to compete with to be one of the top centers in the league? I mean, he's, right. he's got to be close to the top of people's minds in the last 15 years. There's not a whole right. lot of competition. Except now, now that there's centers all well, over the place, it's great. Now that yeah, there's a little resurgence right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is fun. All right, so we got we got a weekend of games, and then we got like a Monday and a Tuesday. I think sometimes they squeeze in a couple games, and then All Star break. And when did you say the trade deadline is? In March, some point. Oh yeah, I th- I think it's late March. I want to say around March twenty okay. fifth. And so we'll we'll talk some trades, and uh, maybe Frank, you can compare a little like uh, cheat sheet for what to watch in the tournament because I think we're going to get some March Madness this year. Knock on wood. Yeah. Uh, yeah that we'll get it. Uh, during uh, last year, one, you know, COVID in many things that in, in a superficial thing that really sucked about COVID was I was really excited that the first two rounds of the tournament, and I don't consider the playing around the first round. Cause it pisses me right. off that it, no, it's it makes me mad. Round. It took me like two <laughs> years to catch on to that. That was a lie when it said first round. Um, yeah. The first real two rounds of the 64 the, tournament. The round were, of 64. Right. Were, on, were scheduled on my spring break last year. And I was so excited. I was like, yes, I don't have to like, usually uh, I would try and take a day off. And it was always a pain in the ass. Cause I, those, that first, those first two days, especially that yeah. when there's 32 games going on in two days and it's just like, you're just like jumping from game to game. And it's just, it's like the best. You used to come over to my house when we lived near each yeah. other. Remember we would both like take a day off and just like yeah, hang I'd, out and watch basketball have, all day. I'd get donuts and coffee and beer yeah. and tacos. Right. We just like <laughs> watch like 12 hours of basketball and then like be mind numbed. And, and I, and I was, I was so anti, you know, everybody was having like apps and like online CBS and ESPN, whatever with their online brackets. But I was like, no, I got to print mine out on paper. God damn it. And I'm going to circle it. And I'm going to cross it out in red ink if I get it wrong. And so I right. have these like four or five sheets around like a madman <laughs> jumping between games and, uh-huh. and crossing them off and circling them. 
It's fun. I can't wait to get like four computers out and like have all the games going on at the same time, figure out where true TV is again, once a year, <laughs> all those fun things. So maybe you can do maybe for our next week's show after, cause selection Sunday is this Sunday, right? Is it this um, Sunday? I don't, I don't know. I, yeah, I have to check that out. I, we'll start putting together a like yeah. NBA fans cheat sheet for players that aren't yeah. just Cade I mean, Callahan. I've, yeah, I've been keeping up with the college game a little bit, but I, I've kind of been, I've not been looking for those dates and when it starts because it's, mm-hmm. it's like a superstitious thing. I, I don't, I, you know, I, I jinx it. It's, yeah, it's, it's going to happen <laughs> when it happens. And it's just, I'm not, I'm not going to look forward to it. I'm not going to like take it, take a day off of work ahead of time thinking this thing's going to happen. Yeah. It's, it's got to really be, they got to set the, uh, the teams and it's got to get started. <laughs> I, I I'm hoping, I'm hoping everybody can do it safely. And, you know, if they, if they can, if they can, uh, do the contact tracing and all the things that the NBA has done really well at, it seems, um, yeah. man, I, I'm going to go look at the NBA schedule. Cause I hope they're giving these guys a break because between COVID and the seemingly like every, every game seems to be a back to back. Like you're, you're always seeing teams play other teams two nights in a row, like home and home the travel and like, they're really, they're wearing these guys down. And yeah. I've always thought the NBA, I th- I've thought for a long time that the NBA season is too long as it is. Um, and as a fan who would only go to a couple games a, per, a, a year in person anyway, it would piss me off when I would like go see a Sixers game and Embiid and Embiid or Simmons would be sitting or like yeah. I'd go to see some, whoever the away team, like, Oh, I want to go see, you know, I want to go see whoever play. I want to go see LeBron play LeBron sitting. I want to go see, Dame play Dame sitting this game like it's annoying and I and I know they won't do it because of money but the NBA season should probably be only 60 games or something like that to make it matter and to make the games matter more too I so I do think they did it they did shorten it a little for this year I a little I wanted, but they crammed everything yeah, in they did still yeah yeah and um, but uh, I'm excited we get the play-in tournament this year too right yeah. where like the is it the bottom four or the four top seeds that aren't in the playoffs get a chance to play to get in or whatever, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, so that'll be really fun. And yeah, that'll be awesome. And the draft lottery is different, right? Isn't there a different, oh, like, it's, I don't know. there's something different about like the odds of getting the number one pick aren't quite as in your favor. If you're the worst team, something like that. Yeah, they shouldn't be. I know they've been talking about that for a while. Um, yeah, I know. I know Adam Silver has been trying to, tinker tinker with that because a, a certain uh former gm of the philadelphia 76ers <laughs> sam hinky died for the process <laughs> listen here's the thing i think there needs to be draft reform too but i'm not going to get mad at somebody for playing the rules of the game the way they're laid out you know what i mean like you can't have it both ways you can't be like we're going to keep the draft process in a way that incentivizes teams to lose and then get mad. Oh my God, I can't believe these teams are trying to lose to get good players. Like if you're not the Lakers or Miami or the Knicks, not even the Knicks, because nobody wants to go to the Knicks. Basically, if you're not the Lakers or Miami, no free agent is dying to come to you unless you're just like paying out the ass. Right. Right. Look or at, like, look yeah, at, Texas teams always have a lot of money to offer the no state tax thing like right. Florida has. So, right. <laughs> but even still like, you know, nobody is clamoring to become a rocket and nobody's clamoring to become an Orlando, go join the Orlando magic. It's Dallas. It's Miami. It's, it's the LA teams. And someday you would think it might be the net, the Knicks, but I guess the nets are trying to become that where like, you have to have a reason well, you have I, to be I, I, the I reason think the Nets that already go. succeeded in that. 
I mean, they right. did. The Nets over overtook the the Knicks in in relevancy in the NBA. And, and it's funny when LeBron and some of these other top tier free agents, Kevin Durant and guys like that, in even going back almost ten years, they're always you know going around um, getting checked out by different suitors mm-hmm. and. You know, the media reports would be about like what what presentation are they going to give? What like, you know, former guy who's like 75 years old now, like is Jerry right. West going to come in and talk to them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, <laughs> Walt Clyde Frazier going to come in to the Madison Square Garden at the right time. Like, <laughs> and they'd be coming up with these things to lure these free agents. And uh, and, and at least the, the Knicks had been on that list for a while. And also because Chicago, of the city. Would, Chicago would be on the list, but like nobody ever was picking it. No. And uh, and the New York they were was on yeah would be on the list and uh, and then in recent years they even dropped off guys were like nah like I'm not even yeah <laughs> Philly doesn't see what the Knicks are doing Philly's a great city doesn't even get sniffed Chicago's a great city doesn't get sniffed Toronto's a great city doesn't get sniffed it's it's you know you go to Miami because you can party and you make more money you go to L A because you have more connections and a chance to advertise and 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 you go and you go to Mark Cuban. Because or I you think go to Mark Cuban, Cuban because he, because you because he's like that cult of personality thing. Yeah, <laughs> and that's like it. And 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 a lot. You know, if you're from Texas, maybe you just want to stay at home. But that's it. Like you know, Toronto, Chicago, Philly, Phoenix. I was uh, going to say Phoenix. Like should be San Francisco, Seattle. These are all there. cities yeah. that should get attention like that. And they, yeah. I said Seattle. I'm, uh, sorry, <laughs> all right. I mean, San Francisco. It, it, you know, the, the yeah. Warriors have 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 gotten obviously gotten some guys in recent years again, but they only that, got Kevin Durant because they built that team. They already the had, up. yeah, they, they right. already built those guys through the draft and uh, right. already had so, a championship. So you can't team. complain. Like you're playing the yeah. rules of the game. If like, if you're not the Lakers or the, or Miami, you or, or Dallas or Houston, you need to figure out ways to get stars. And the only way to do it is to sacrifice all your picks and, and hope that, that one star brings in other stars with their gravity, or you fucking tank the shit out of your team for five years, like the Sixers did, and hope you and, and in order to get as many lottery picks as possible. So is it? So would you say the Nets and the Suns though that like they might be succeeding in being the next? You know, they're not that super top tier free agent destination. Uh, well, the but, Nets are because they're in Brooklyn and their that, stadium's beautiful and that well, that neighborhood's beautiful. I've, that's I've, right. I've I'm, I'm still there. I'm still thinking of when I saw them play in, in um, New York. Phoenix Phoenix is. Phoenix is showing how you can do it, but they got they really are. lucky yeah. to do that. Got, it's not like they didn't get lucky. Yeah. You know, they're, they're building that team and, and they're being savvy, but I would say that their general manager is also like really smart. And part of that was Chris Paul playing at a ridiculous level at his age, despite the fact that he's one of the five highest paid players in the league. The, so they still attract, have to take that risk with Chris I, Paul. I think the Suns maybe in the, in that I mean the Nets already did it successfully. They they have like maybe the best three man combination of scores ever, um, but it doesn't mean they're going to have the best chemistry you know of any team ever. But mm-hmm. uh, but the Suns might be next. They they might attract another guy next year. So they could. I'll, I'll be really curious to see. But they yeah, do. but if you're like Minnesota or Cleveland, or yeah. or the Pacers, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, or, like, or the Thunder. Or yeah, yeah, the Bucks, like any of those teams, like you have to get what they did is get lucky once and then hang on. And even like look at Minnesota. I know Minnesota's partially been screwed by happenstance, but like they're a fucking disaster. And they have Cat, yeah. they have D'Angelo Russell, who have never played together. They've played like seven games together in a year and a half of being on the same team. 
they got Anthony Edwards, who I think is a talent, and they got uh, yeah. uh, Beasley, who's also really talented, and they're a fucking mess. And that team's just going to fall apart if they don't pull it together soon. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised that franchises like that, um, Milwaukee and Minnesota. I mean, uh, is is that where Seattle in the future might be able to steal a team from? I mean, I, if if there isn't actually expansion, I kind of wonder. I don't how want that's that blood on the, on the Sonics. <laughs> I want the Sonics to come back clear. They need to just make another team or make two teams. You know, do add Seattle and then uh, Pitt, like, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh had a had a team in the ABA. Or Montreal at another Canadian team, or uh, there's got to be somewhere else in the Midwest. Like I don't even know, but or Mexico City, you could do that. You could do uh, I don't fucking know. I don't want to give Texas another team. Vegas, there you go. Vegas yeah. and no, Seattle. I definitely heard that. Vegas, Vegas and Seattle, boom. Right Vegas there. and Seattle should probably yeah. be the next ones. James yeah. Harden would immediately force a trade to Las Vegas, and you'd never see him again. He'd be gone. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it'd be fun all right frank that was a fun one uh well we'll we'll, we'll see we'll probably get one in before uh, i don't know i can't promise we'll get one in before the all-star game but we'll definitely get one in around the all-star game after it if not before it so sound good right yeah yeah i'll definitely uh check out the dunk contest and uh hopefully we'll see something good sweet <laughs> all right thanks for listening everybody frank it was good to talk right. to you my friend and all right. uh, everybody nice enjoy the ball Later, All homie. Right. See ya. Network.